Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. This is Jacob Suntra, managing editor of fearthefin.com. I'm joined today by Ross Arnold, managing editor of, over at Silver 7 Cents. It's our uh, sister site uh, covering the Ottawa Senators. So thank you, Ross, for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, thank so, you for having uh, me on. Yeah, we're obviously the Sharks play the Senators tonight. That's going to be at 7.30 Pacific time at SAP Centers, the Sens only journey to San Jose this year. So let's... Uh, Kind of get right into it as someone who obviously hasn't seen the Senators uh, play today, except for uh, going back and watching a little bit of that uh, that very weird Penguin Senators game the other day. Uh, w- w- what's the deal with the Senators this year? Uh, I, are they any good? They that's uh, that's the question we're all asking too as fans. There are some definitely good players on the team, and uh, they have a coach who's definitely a strategist that he seems to have tried and built a system saying, hey, most of the defensemen on this team are terrible. How do I build a system that makes it not stick out that they're terrible? And for the most part, it works. They seem to be forcing teams to the outside um, that they're, at one point, they were leaving the league in shot distance allowed. So they were forcing teams to shoot from further away, which helped out the goalies. Um, The trade-off from that is that they still are, being outshot in most games and it seems obvious that Ottawa's depth is not what we hoped it would be at this point. Got it. So obviously uh it's basically Eric Carlson and then 50 feet of crap and then everybody else as far as it goes defensively, correct? I, oh, I don't want to a- Absolutely. All right. <laughs> how, how's, how's the how's the goaltending right now cuz I know when you guys made the playoffs a couple years ago it was, you know, obviously the the story of a backup goalie kind of dragging you guys along. Uh, what's the story goalie-wise right now? It's hard to know. Uh, I mean, there's Craig Anderson, who obviously has other things he's going through right now, and he's mostly been on his game when he can play, but understandably he's not around a lot. So then you've got Mike Condon, who has one season in the NHL, playing for uh, he played for a Canadiens team that imploded, and for the most part he's been good this year. And you've got Andrew Hammond, who, for whatever reason, hasn't earned the trust of the team for the last couple of years. That even last year, when I thought, last year I was not impressed with his play, but I look back at the numbers and he was an above average goalie. So I don't even know what's going on there. But yeah, for whatever reason, he hasn't earned trust, doesn't really get to play. Hmm, interesting. So I know that this is a team that's really been able to score, and that's been true, you know, for for a few years now. That's not really been the Senators' problem. Scoring hasn't been the issue. Uh, who are some guys to to watch for? I mean, for me, like when I think about the guys, it's really like Eric Carlson and Bobby Ryan, and after that, you know, my knowledge yeah. kind of dissipates because I know it's kind of more of a, a depth group as opposed to being like, oh, this is a star line that does all the scoring. So who are yeah. some guys to watch for? Well, now that Mike Hoffman and Mark Stone are on the same line, they're the guys to watch for. Mm. That they both just have very good hands and are very good in the offensive zone at finding each other. Last week, I think Hoffman put up seven points and Stone put up six across their four games. Wow. And it's very obvious that once they got put back together, 
the power play has been on a tear and those two guys have been on tears. Yeah. It seems like the looking at the, at least at the goals per 60 type of uh, uh, numbers for the power play, that also seems like a real strength for the, for the senators. How are they doing as far as uh, drawing penalties go? Is that something that they've been, been good at? Cause I know for some teams that really is a skill. Yeah. Ottawa's normally not very good at drawing penalties. There aren't, I mean, there aren't really the guys who get under your skin and there aren't really the guys who are so good they're going to draw penalties. Mm-hmm. Probably that's part of the problem of having your best player as a defenseman is that he's not going to draw penalties crashing to the net over and over again. Right. Yeah, fair enough. And also, I guess that's part of the problem with uh, not playing a possession game is that obviously if you don't have the puck, it's a lot harder to uh, to draw penalties. Yep. Do you it's feel, true. Do you feel like um, playing this system, even if it's not necessarily um, – maybe not in a position right now to where it's like, oh, yeah, the Senators are a Stanley Cup team right now. Do you feel like they could, you know, uh, I don't want to say gimmick their way, but, what, but you know, kind of finagle their way into the playoffs and actually win a playoff round doing what they're doing right now? Oh, maybe. Probably they could make the playoffs doing what they're doing now. I don't think the team is good enough to make noise in the playoffs, especially – well, we've seen what's happened that they went into the year with an idea of this is who's going to be on the roster and a couple of guys got hurt and they kind of said, Oh, we actually have no replacement at all. If there's an injury that now we've got guys like Mike Blunden who's playing in the NHL because there's just no one to replace them. Uh, That's something I was going to ask too. What's the, um, this is something we recorded a podcast this morning. What's the, What's the plan for the Senators going forward? Because right now, I look at the team and I look at the roster and it kind of feels like a team that's very dangerously close to being on that like treadmill of mediocrity that's stuck being either 7th to 10th place and you're just there. And it's very, very hard to get out of that place in a salary cap league. That's exactly where the team is. That My statement has always been that Rather that the Sens have put eggs in every basket they can find and hope that at least one of those eggs hatches sometime. That in 2011, they traded away a bunch of guys, said, okay, we're going to rebuild. Every first and second round pick from that rebuild, from that draft, they've now traded or lost. So it's kind of strange to say we're going to rebuild and then trade everyone from that draft to get older players. That's not rebuilding at all. No. No, exactly. So, yeah, so now they're in a place that they've got some players like Bobby Ryan or Dion Phaneuf who are going to have, who are already on the tail end of their careers and their contracts are just going to get worse. And there's not really a lot of young up-and-coming talent that the best players they have coming are 18, 19, and probably three, four, five years from being able to contribute. Right. Uh so, so what's the, the move going forward then as far as – is there a, a future where they can build around a guy like Eric Carlson, and is there a future where that's a guy that actually leads them to, to a future where they can win a Stanley Cup, or are we looking at a situa- uh, you know, another Daniel Alfredson situation? I don't know. And, I mean, Alfredson – yeah, Alfredson had a couple of opportunities where he got close. Well, that's true. You're right. So yeah, I guess it, that's unfair. You're yeah. Right. And th- lots of Sens fans are very bitter about the full season lockout because they say that was kind of one of the three, four years Ottawa was in its prime that they lost a shot. Yeah, that, that to me, it's like the, uh, that Montreal Expos season that got, that got lost. Yeah, I feel like it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, that was the year. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you're probably right. 
I would love for the team to be able to build around Carlson and go for the cup, but I don't see how they do it with the pieces they have right now. Yeah. It's the, 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 uh, stereotype around the ownership that I've gotten is that it's, um, uh, a little bit on the, the cheap side. Is that, is that actually true? I mean, I know it's a salary cap league, so I feel like that can only be true to a certain extent. Is that a uh, sense you've actually gotten as someone who covers the team regularly? Uh, I mean, the team did spend a few years where they were near the bottom in spending among teams. Uh, mm. Melnick did once say one of his most famous quotes is that the only stat he's worried in is cost per point. So how, how little can you spend a guy to get you the most points possible? But I, I think more the problem is that he claims that Ottawa is always losing money. He's always putting his own money into it. But he always speaks very vaguely about things. He always says, oh, I've put, I put millions into exploring the possibility of an outdoor game. We've put millions into looking at building a downtown arena. But it, it just comes across as like he's making up numbers to make himself sound like the good guy. It's, it does sound odd hearing a billionaire complain about owning a, a sports team. It's yeah. supposed to be a fun thing, I think, right? I think that's why most yeah. of them do it. Exactly. And to be fair, his other business ventures were losing money. I think he's, I think at this point he sold off everything else he had that even he had, uh, he had racehorses and he sold those off about a year and a half ago. And many people said, Oh, once he sells the racehorses, then the hockey team's the next thing. And so far that hasn't happened, but we'll see. Interesting. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, are you going to actually stay up and watch this game tonight? I know this is a late night um, weeknight for you. Yeah, I actually, I actually live in Calgary, so I. Oh, have, that's right. Oh, yeah, right. I so I have a couple hours. Uh, so it starts at eight thirty my time instead of ten thirty. All right. So I'll definitely stay up to watch it. Yeah, the Mountain Time Zone is a good one for sports watching. You're like right in that sweet yep. spot right there. Yeah, it's. It does mean that. that most of the games start before I get home. That part but is so great. That's I'd so rather great. watch the end than the beginning of games anyway. Oh, that's a good point. I like that. That's a glass half full way to look at it. All right, I appreciate yeah. uh, you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, this is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can always uh, read Ross's stuff over at silver7cents.com and uh, follow him on Twitter. And I believe the Twitter is the same handle, right? It's at silver7cents. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, right. That's what I thought. Cool. Great. Yeah. Thank you Thanks. so much for joining us. I yeah. It. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.